Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to bonus episode 11. I've recently been compiling a ton of episodes for the future and since I haven't done research on them yet, it's hard to tell if they're episode or bonus episode worthy. I hope it's a good split down the middle because I do enjoy releasing the occasional shorter ups. So, today's episode is a pretty awful case from Hong Kong. And I have to give credit to the podcast Talk More About That, hosted by Gina and Diana. I first heard of this case on one of their episodes, and I looked into it and was like, whoa, okay? So, thank you, Gina and Diana. Check those two out if you want more true crime and girl talk in your life. They're funny and they cover a wide range of topics. Okay, let's begin today's episode. Meet the Chow family. Meet dad, Chow Wen Ki. Meet mom, Xu Moon. Meet the older son, Chow Hoi Ying. And now meet the youngest son, Chow Hoi Leong who also goes by the name Henry Chow. So what happened to this family? In early March of 2013, the parents of the two brothers had disappeared. They went missing. No one knew where they were, and of course, this worried people. Mr. Chow was a 65-year-old man, and his wife was 63. They lived a very normal life in Hong Kong, and did not dabble in anything strange or suspicious. So where could these two have gone? Or worse, did something happen to them? But of course, something did. But not yet there. The older son called his brother Henry to ask him if he had seen their parents as he couldn't get a hold of them. Henry said he didn't know either. So a missing persons report was filed with the police and notices were also put all over social media where they created a Facebook page called My Missing Dad and Mom. According to Henry, he claimed that his parents had discussed traveling to mainland China, so maybe that's where they went? Although it was kind of unlikely because they would still keep in touch. A few days later, after some police investigation, it was discovered that there were no records of them leaving Hong Kong, so they had to be around somewhere. The brothers were questioned by police and were also interviewed by the local media. And it was around this time that Henry texted his friends something extremely incriminating that led to police onto him. It was his confession to murdering his parents. I bet you did not see that coming, huh? It was said that someone from the group quickly informed the police of what was sent in those text messages and Henry was then arrested. I mean, I don't think he would have gotten away with it anyway, as in he would be arrested eventually, but what a weird thing to do when everyone's attention is already focused on you and your missing parents. Some people just can't keep things to themselves. 
Henry Chow, who was 29 at the time, confessed to killing and dismembering his parents with the help of an accomplice, a man named Angus Tse, who was 35 at the time. So here are the details to what happened that horrible day. It will get slightly gross and graphic, so you have been warned. On March 1st, 2013, Henry Chow invited his parents over to his accomplice's flat, which he claimed was his new apartment that he had rented. He wanted to show his parents how he was doing because his relationship with his parents was slightly strained at the time. He made it seem as if he wanted to smooth things over by inviting them over. His parents arrived on March 1st for lunch, unaware that there would be no lunch. Angus Tse was described to be a burly man, big and strong. Once Henry's mother sat down in the living room, Angus got the signal from Henry and went up to her from behind, covered her mouth, and slit her throat. In the meantime, Henry's father was in the kitchen, and Henry went up behind him and stabbed him in the neck. His father did not die immediately, and his accomplice, Angus, had to come over and help finish the job by slitting the father's throat. Henry wasn't Mr. Tough Guy and clearly didn't know how to get the job done. So now, you've got two dead parents, an apartment covered with blood, and two idiots who did not think things through. What now? There will be two accounts of what happened later, but generally the same story, the only difference being the two were trying to put more blame on each other. According to Henry, he left the apartment after the murder. He needed to get back to normal life so no one would grow suspicious of his sudden disappearance. He left his dead parents in the home of Angus, as if it wasn't his plan or anything, as if he had nothing to do with it. He claimed that he returned to check in on Angus a few days later and found that Angus had dismembered his parents and stored their parts in the fridge. That's what I meant when I said that they had not thought the plan through. But when Angus was questioned, his story was slightly different. He said after the two had murdered the couple, Henry was the one who was trying to come up with ways to dispose of the bodies. Henry initially wanted to use cement to cover them up, but found that the whole buying and carrying cement and mixing it to be eh, too tiring. So instead, he was like, oh, I know, let's cut them up. What's more difficult than getting rid of a body is probably having to get rid of two. And it would take a long time to dispose of all the parts without people getting suspicious. So they decided to cook the remains, store them in the fridge, and pass the human flesh off as cha shu, a Hong Kong-styled barbecue pork, which just happens to be one of my favorite foods. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't have enough storage space, so they disposed of parts of the bodies in bags, tossing them into the ocean, etc., but you know what was left behind in the fridge? Here's a scene the police will probably never forget. They entered the murder apartment after the confession, opened the fridge, and staring back at them were the two dismembered heads of Henry's parents. Why they decided to keep the heads is beyond me. 
So that concluded the search of the poor parents, and Henry and Angus were both charged with murder. Henry, of course, was questioned as to why he did what he did. Henry pretty much blamed his parents for what he did. He complained that his father was arrogant and was always giving him so much pressure to excel, and his mother always looked disappointed in him. He was tired of distress, and at one point he had expressed suicidal thoughts to Angus, who in turn told him, Hey, don't kill yourself. Get revenge on the world and kill somebody else. Henry was enlightened and figured that by getting rid of his parents, he could become a whole new Henry without the weight of his parents' approval hanging off of him. Henry felt that he could have done so much more with life if it weren't for his parents, which sounds incredibly stupid because he wouldn't even be around if it weren't for his parents. He complained about his father's TV volume when he was trying to study, which I guess meant that he didn't do so well in school. He blamed his mom for making him play the piano when he wasn't interested in the piano. What you need to know is that Henry is not a dumb guy. Well, except for the murder part. He was a pianist, and he was generally bright, and according to his testing results, his IQ was slightly above average. As for Angus, he was the opposite. His IQ testing results amounted to a whopping 84, significantly lower than Henry's. During the trial in 2015, the defense tried to show Henry Chow as a mentally unstable individual who just snapped, while the prosecution showed that Henry didn't snap. He had everything planned out. Henry was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and obsessive-compulsive disorder, and the defense used this and all of Henry's failure in life to showcase his diminished responsibility, including getting rejected from jobs and women. Henry was a self-proclaimed loser, and at this point, I think everybody agrees. He even admitted that he did not have any feeling at all when his parents were murdered, but he did feel a bit shocked at all the blood. A couple jury members had to be excused from the trial in the early stages because they couldn't stand sitting through the details. The High Court Deputy Judge, Michael Stewart Moore, sentenced Henry Chow to life imprisonment for double murder, as expected. Wait, wait, Jessica! What about the other dude, Angus? Believe it or not, he was only charged with preventing the lawful burial of bodies. He was sentenced to one year. And since he had already been detained for two years, he was let out immediately. Isn't that insane? Watch out, Hong Kong. You've got an expert throat-slashing human flesh chef amongst you. So I'm not that surprised that Henry Chow felt a lot of pressure from his parents, because if one thing Asian parents know what to do is to push their kids. I personally grew up playing the piano, not because I liked it, but because my mom forced me to. She would make me sit at the piano, practice until she thought it was enough, and sad to say, I can no longer stand sitting in front of the piano. But I mean, it wasn't bad enough for me to want to kill my parents. I mean, far from that, thank God. But just saying, 
Everybody has different backgrounds, different parents, different upbringings, and different personalities. What he did is pretty unforgivable, and murder is definitely the way to cause more problems. I believe Henry Chow has issues that need to be resolved, but killing his parents was not the way to go. He was only interested in blaming others, completely blind to his own issues. Even the judge stated at the trial, You fail in everything but the piano. Ouch. So there you have it. The case of the son who felt like a loser and thought killing his parents was the only way to live. It's strange how people supposedly think these things through and arrive at this conclusion, or how they believe that this will all work out in their favor. Henry Chow was not even that old. He was only 29. He could have done something else with his life, but he thought it was easier to blame everybody else. I doubt his parents ever expected their son to murder them like this, and I truly feel bad for them and for their other son who now has to live with the knowledge that his brother killed his parents. Thank you all for tuning in to this bonus episode. Till next time.